0: Seven days to play.
1: Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game and this week it was my turn. I chose
0: Golf Zero from Colin Lane Games, AB. Uh,
1: I don't think it's AB. AB. I think it... <laughs> not this time around. Absolute best company, is how they call it. So we've previously played Golfing Around on this show. Mmm, We did which is another one of common lanes golf games yeah and if memory serves
0: we liked it but the ui oh we did that sort of switching between like the overview which was actually the useful view and then like the the kind of perspective view which wasn't that useful now sam i know your wife has banned us from talking about any more golf games for at least six months is this a golf game no boom mic drop there it is there's a surprise so the twist in the tail
1: has zero to do with golf maybe that's why it's called golf zero that's my theory (laughs) so this is what i would probably call a um a platformer right like an action platformer even i would call this a platformer with some strange golf bullet time (laughs) experience pretty normal start of the game like it it the first level you see is a very simple one where you see that there is like a little flag. You're a little yellow blob that has to get to the flag somehow. But, um, unlike golf games where you're immediately set to just hit the ball, uh, you can actually, you notice that you can actually press left and right buttons and it moves your little blob of a character left and right in a very fast and, uh, dexterous manner. And then you realize that you can also jump. See, I got to thinking the character was a little tooth with legs. But why? That'd be gross. You know, doesn't it look like a cartoon outline of a tooth? It kind of does look like a <laughs> chiclet. So you're this yellow blob of a thing that looks kind of like a tooth with eyes and a mouth and a, and a red cap because you're out golfing. And the left and right buttons that are situated on your left hand moves the person pretty fast left to right. And you can immediately see on the first level that, hey, okay, this moves me around. Uh, And then on your right hand, you have two buttons. One is jump, which, you know, hey, look, you can jump. And when you jump on the wall, you do this really interesting little wall slide, which allows you to then jump off the wall as well. Wall jumping, like wall wall kickers,
0: my favorite game.
1: And then you realize, hey, what's this little button on my right hand that kind of looks like a check mark? That's supposed to be a golf club. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look that golf clubby, I will admit. And when you press on that, you enter into like a bullet time where there is a circle meter that sort of cycles around your character, giving you this indication that you're now in bullet time. You now have an opportunity to then hit the ball with your golf club. And a little blue arrow points from out of you, which signifies which direction this golf ball is going to go towards. So you can see, oh, cool. Interesting. I have this time to then hit the ball. I'm going to hit the ball towards where I believe is the golf flag, the pin, if you will. And uh, yeah, you hit the ball. And then most of the time, the flags are situated in a way where it sort of funnels down into it. So if you hit the ball in that general location, the ball will then roll into the pin.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty kind to you in terms of accuracy. If you get the ball roughly in the right area, it'll be nice, which I think is quite smart. It's kind of, while it's a golf game, it plays pretty fast and loose with the idea of what a traditional golf game is, right?
1: yeah it's not a golf game at all (laughs) i would say i think they just use golf as a clever mechanic to signify that hey this is the thing that you have to do per level yeah right but it really could have been anything else like it could have been a gun that shoots a target or it could have been a grenade yeah it could have been a basketball that goes into the net right i think um golf was just i don't know just like a cute little thing that they added onto this um but it really didn't need to be golf Uh, The tutorials were pretty good in terms of giving you level by level, introducing you to new elements. So the first one introduces you to the bullet time concept um, and you being able to look around and shoot the direction that you want to. Uh, You have three balls that you can shoot. So as long as you're within those three balls and get, get it in, you'll finish out that map, that level. Otherwise, it's a really quick way to restart. You can just restart the map right away, and you will be restarting a lot because this game is hard. Mm-hmm.
0: It did take me a while to realize that there is a reset level button way up in the top left.
1: Yeah, it is kind of tucked away. Uh, I kind of wish that was a little bit more accessible. So there will be certain levels where you know you you fall into your death into the water or something but as long as the ball is set in motion and headed towards the pin it will continue to play out and see if the ball actually gets in the pin what yes, it does that is a nice you complete the level yes. yeah
0: that's a nice trick it kind of it you don't need to survive to complete the level you need to get your ball get in, the it hole. in the hole yeah get it in the hole buddy which would make the uh, masters a whole lot more interesting if that was actually yep. how golf was played i feel like that would have been a better
1: name get it in the hole now, the last thing, the last little element that I think I was introduced to, during my gameplay anyway, mm-hmm. uh, is the balloon. So Oh, the balloon. Oh, There is almost in every level uh, one red balloon that you have to hit with your ball in order for it to pop. So it's like when you set your golf ball into the pin, usually the balloon will be in the way of that so you have to both hit the balloon and have it set to the pin other times the balloon will be in a different direction so you have to quickly shoot towards the pin and then change your direction and then shoot towards the balloon so you hit the balloon as well and normally this will determine if you get the gold medal for that map or not
0: between that uh that kind of golf mechanic and the on-screen d-pad i I'm fearful for Sam's rating for this game <laughs> because you can either get a gold medal or a silver medal, yeah, and it'll tell you kind of, oh, what are the criteria for a gold. It's usually pop the balloon and get the ball in the hole. but sometimes it's use one ball or just use two balls. and of course you had to get you had to get gold each time, right? I know of you. course the yeah
1: why do you even have to ask?
0: Well, I mean I took the opposite approach and was quite happy with the silver and uh, carried on (laughs) trundling along i was like great shall we say how far we got sam i am on level 13 and let's see i am up to level 27 oh just double me that's
1: not so bad quite a lot of silvers on my screen right now quite a lot of silvers yeah so i'm at 13 with all (laughs) golds, because that's just my personality
0: Gotta be lower, class. But, lower
1: but higher in quality
0: <laughs> now there are two modes there is normal and speedrun sam did you investigate the speedrun mode i didn't
1: can you tell me a little bit more about what speedrun might be
0: well i didn't either so
1: we are quite poor game reviewers oh i, I mean i can i can imagine what speedrun will be it's just like you have to try and get the best time per hole mm, um it oh, starts you off with three holes you know this is very typical of other challenging games like this so i'd like to get a bit into that so off the bat or off the golf club this good. this game reminds me a lot of another game called super meat boy oh you mentioned that last week and i still don't know what it yes. is so super meat boy is a game by edward mcmillan i think he made another game called what is that it's about a crying baby ah super mario world 2 no. When Mario is an old baby floating in a balloon? That was terrible. So The Binding of Isaac is the other game. Um, and they're both made by this uh, designer slash game developer. Um, his name is Edmund, Edmund McMillan. Sorry, not Edward McMillan. Edmund McMillan. So Super Meat Boy is a game. It looks almost pretty much like this game. Uh, you're instead a little red meat cube. <laughs> Uh, and the whole thing is like you have to jump towards little saw blade type things. You have to go through saw blade type things, avoid them. And one little hit will kill you instantly. So you have to try and make your jumps really accurate. You can do wall jumps and all this stuff to, to get to the end of the level. Um, and in Super Meat Boy, uh, the whole the whole story revolves around you saving your meat girl um that has been kidnapped by i forget who like some some brain thing uh, and so the story really carries that game through because like every so often you you fight a boss and you fight uh you get like little interstitials um which i felt was really missing with this game but in golf 0 because you want the more story <laughs> yes <laughs> in, in golf 0 it shares it shares a lot of those like even the way that you look kind of is reminiscent of super meat boy like instead of being like a a walking red cube you're like a walking yellow cube or two right depending on your perspective yeah yep and they have the same elements like there's wall jumping um you know the the height of the jump is also very similar like the way that you move around is very similar only thing that's really different is the golf aspect which i think is a great addition for this game so I really loved that aspect of it and I thought it was like such a good little touch. I think it's it's a it's a nice little game that has uh, a nice hat tip to Super Meat Boy.
0: And there's something about the movement that I couldn't quite put my hands on. There's like a mm, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but the way the the way your tooth moves feels very uh not primitive. It's-
1: but it's, it's very you know, Super Mario-esque, yeah. It's like a very refined platformer, right? But even... I mean, I was looking at like a
0: playthroughs for Super Meat Boy. Even the way the character moves is a lot different from other platformers I'm used to. Maybe just the speed of the movement. Yeah. You, know, you move pretty fast. Maybe mm-hmm. that's
1: it. Right, and so I think this the way that Golf Zero moves around is almost very much like Super Meat Boy. And mm. I feel like that is generally a nod to these kind of very difficult platformers, right? So lots of games are kind of following this formula. Um, I don't know if you've heard of a game called Celeste. No. Which was very popular last year. Um, That also has this aspect of like, hey, you got to jump, you got to move quickly. You can do these like dash jumps, get through spikes and sort of one hit will kill you. Um, And it's all towards being very accurate with your jumps. And I think the way that it moves kind of lends itself to that type of accuracy, as long as it's sort of trained within you. Uh, and so I think that's what you're feeling. It's like, even though it's like very fast and quick, you can learn your limits fairly quickly. And I think that's the aspect that seems very similar where it feels like it's higher quality, right?
0: I thought the difficulty was pretty perfectly pitched. Any more piece, please? Perfectly pitched, perfectly pitched dif- difficulty, <laughs> <laughs> it was challenging but not in a super frustrating way there mm-hmm. is one level i don't think you'll get to it yet but there's one level um actually you can look if you do uh, if you select the speed run option hole one was a level that i spent quite a lot of time on i think that kind of comes up in the 20s if you're doing just the the, the normal play mode Got a whole lot of buzzsaws that you need to perfectly (laughs) land yourself between and you'll jump over and then quickly back to avoid more buzzsaws. There's a lot of buzzsaws engulfing as it turns out. But that level was a lot of fun, even though you keep dying all the
1: time. I think that's the kind of fun of it, right? Like initially you see this level and you're just like, What in the world? Like, how am I supposed (laughs) to get through this? Um and it's sort of like learning a song, right? Like you learn the first few notes. You know, you try the first few buzz saws, you know how to get through it, right? And then you build a muscle memory on like how to get through it. And then you learn the next part and you die and then you start over and then you can get through the first part easily because you've learned it. And then you have to now incorporate that with the second part and then you learn it. And then by the time you learn all these components and you string them together, it really does feel like an accomplishment. And I think that's what these kind of games do is it trains you on how to you know dexterously move your character in like this perfect way and when you finish it it is pretty rewarding
0: it reminded me a little bit of that video that went around maybe last year for trap adventure 2 there was like a tweet around like the world's hardest platform game (laughs) (laughs) it is it is very good i'll put a link to that in the show notes i did find it um but yeah that is very amusing
1: uh how were the on-screen d-pad controls for you sam uh, they weren't bad. I actually didn't have any issues with it. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's also the fact that these are now... I'm playing it with the XS Max, and so I don't have that side area of now where I have to like extend my fingers even closer. Like The buttons are actually right along the edge mm-hmm. of the screen. Okay, and that works out well for you. Yeah, and I felt like that... Yeah, I didn't feel any sort of limitations on this. I do wish like, there was something tactile, but that's you know all iPhone on-screen D-pad controller games are now.
0: Yeah, I found it very easy. I didn't find any problems at all. Maybe whereas with Grim Valor I did, and I often found myself having to look down and see where I was going to happen.
1: Oh, right, yeah. We but for some, somehow that. for this, I didn't have that problem. Hmm. I'm not sure why, but... Maybe maybe we are becoming touch players after all. Uh, maybe uh, look at us, <laughs> look at us. We've oh, graduated. Yeah. Let's get to the three by threes. Sometimes you have three strokes over. Sometimes you have three strokes under.
0: Sometimes you're a triple bogey. Sometimes you're a eagle.
1: Eagle. This is a challenging platformer, and even though it says golf in it, I didn't feel like you know my normal consequences of golf. <laughs> where you mess one strike or one stroke and you're just like, oh, man, oh, I got to start over. And it's like this long, drawn-out, arduous process. You know, this game is sort of engineered from the ground up to make you try and retry these levels. So I had absolutely no problems with trying it, didn't work out, start over, try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it doesn't count your strokes all the way. Like, you know, just because I got something bad on like level five doesn't mean that i need to start all over from level one which is normally what golf is right like if you get five strokes over on hole five then a lot of times you have to start back from hole one in order to redo all of that
0: yep i thought the difficulty was pitched perfectly for me uh i really enjoyed the levels even where you die instantly uh but it's very satisfying to see the progress of, oh, it just get a little bit better each time, uh, and then reveal more of what the level actually is. You get fun things like little bouncy pads. uh, You get a little, um, like, a hand truck to roll around in later. The spikes around. Oh, there's, like, little buttons that open doors. You know, the the progression of how this difficulty unfolds in front of you is great, and I really enjoy playing it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think you know, the nature of these games is to really draw you in little by little. And I think this game actually does a really successful job in introducing new elements at the right time. Yeah. And for me, it was really, uh, kind of a breath of fresh air to get into an, a uh, mobile phone that allows you to play this way. Cause normally these are saved for, uh, consoles, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or PC. So super meat boy first came out on the PC and then like eventually got to consoles, um and i always felt like you need that direct d-pad control that that physical tactile control to to be really good at it but i think this game really proves that some uh, games like this are are possible
0: as you say maybe we're getting better at the on-screen
1: d-pads but yeah this one totally worked for me i really enjoyed it my next good point is that you know the nature of these games like you see yourself getting better with each Mm. attempt and that's always great to see in a game right? Like initially that first saw blade totally just kills you. And you're you're like, how can I get past this? And then you try different things that, you know, they're like, you realize there are kind of two different types of jump. One is a, a quick tap. One is a long jump. Right. And you, you, you see yourself automatically build this muscle memory around it, which is great. And then those kind of moments are really satisfying.
0: Uh, the idea of having of mixing golf and bullet time is pretty ingenious. I never thought I'd see that. But that's yeah good. No, it was
1: really fun yeah uh, it reminded me of um what was that game dragon roll what was it uh um, dragon burn dragon dragon fire dragon juice no i, I <laughs> don't even recall this remember it was uh you're a dragon pillaging a village setting stuff on fire and whenever you dragged your finger it went into bullet time as well
0: we have not played a game like
1: that well, we that sounds great. I like want this. to play this game now. That sounds fun. <laughs> we played it, and we've reviewed it. I don't think so. <laughs> Here. Is it, Trogdor I the Berninator? <laughs> I will tell you. Okay.
0: He's going through our what, back catalogue now. All right, I'll see you am going, going through the back. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. It was one of our first games. Which, in my defense, if you turn out to be right, was two years ago. It was two years ago. We've played a lot of games since then. <laughs> Dragon boom. Mm -hmm. Dragon with an N, boom. Oh, yeah, you are are right. So that had a similar... Um, No recollection of that. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) That had a similar interface where, like, once you... You can move your character around, but then once you drag your finger from your character, it sort of goes into bullet time, and then you can sort of set the angle and direction of where you shoot your fire. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll have to revisit this game right but for some reason that mechanic really didn't work for me for that game but in this game uh yeah it just totally made sense for me that's it for my good points
0: a very fun game i enjoyed it
1: spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) let's get on to the bad points i was confused
0: by the bullet time mechanic to begin with Mm. i think what i was confused about is you have you can set the direction left and right but then you've also got a circle around you with the timer countdown of how long in bullet time you've got and i think visually that's confusing to have both an arrow moving and the timer moving in the same circular way and so i was very confused for a while of like wait what's which is which which is the direction which is the countdown i think you could have just had a linear bar with the timer countdown or even a second like a number numbers counting down above you or something like that just Mm, i see what you're saying be clear as to what's happening
1: yeah visually Um, yeah yeah, visually like that that circle is confusing especially when you're trying to set an angle for the direction of your ball right
0: yeah i yeah for the first few levels i mean maybe i skipped over the tutorial telling me what to do but i was like wait what how do i angle? Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, I can see how that can be that can be confusing. Yeah, I think they could have done other methods of actually showing you the time, and that doesn't necessarily need to be a circle around your character.
0: But once you get around, it's it's fine. But mm-hmm. just as a first run, that was like the main barrier to me getting into the game was figuring out, oh wait, what's actually happening
1: happening during this bullet time? My main biggest negative point is that there's no story whatsoever. <laughs> oh, God. No, and I'll tell you why this is important. <laughs> I'll tell you why this is important to me. You do every week. (laughs) Because (laughs) it gives you reason why you're playing these really challenging levels, right? Like, I got to level 13, which is pretty challenging because, one, I have to get the red balloon, right? I have to get the red balloon and get the gold medal. You also And I feel like 13 was the first time it was really, uh, the the difficulty really ramped up high where I actually had to try over and over to get it just right. Mm Mm-hmm. And it got to a point of like, why am I, why am I doing this? Um, like, it's just, I'm just going to go to the next level. It's going to be more challenging. And it kind of, you know, this, this me to, to continue. And so if I had, if I get, gave like two attempts, um, two good attempts and I'm like, okay, I didn't get it. Okay. I'm just going to play something else or maybe I'll just sleep now. Right. Or <laughs> maybe I'll listen to some music because this game doesn't allow you to listen to music while, while you play the game. In other games like Celeste or Super Meat Boy, you know, you kind of want to push through and make sure that you get through these levels because you're going to get rewarded with like a little bit of story that drives the whole narrative across, right? Like you want to save your meat girl. Yes, you're inspired by your gender normative storyline that you're in. (laughs) In Celeste, you know, like... There's really interesting in between stories of like why you're climbing this mountain. Um and it's super interesting and so well done and like nice little touches of story that that gives the whole game so much more character. And yeah, like writing is difficult and creating a story and a narrative is difficult, but if this had it, like, it would have I would have played a lot more of it.
0: Counterpoint, I was very glad I could go I could just burn through levels super fast and get on to the next fun part of the of the game rather than to read some story. <laughs> True. That's what you and I differ.
1: Yeah. Uh, tomato, banana. My other bad point is while I did find it really entertaining, um, it is really intense, right? I don't know if the mobile phone is the right vehicle for a game like this because uh, it does require two hands and for you to really focus. Um, and as a casual mobile game player Mm -hmm. um it does it does require a lot of attention um but i wouldn't say that's like a really strong negative point it's just an observation that it might be too challenging if you're in for like a more casual game
0: final seven day rating as a seven i love this game it's awesome i'm gonna keep playing it
1: nice uh this is a four for me um yeah i think I think if it had a story, like I definitely would have played more. I love the mechanics. I think the mechanics are super sweet, but yeah, I'm in level 13. Uh, I enjoyed my experience getting there, but because there's no story built in, like I find, I I wonder why I should continue. Um, I because I can find other challenging games like this on other consoles that actually have a story and makes me feel rewarded for my, my work and surface. But you don't have it in your pocket with you right now. You don't know my pockets. (laughs) Sam, what should we play next? You're going to love this. (laughs) Edwin, you have seven days to play. The Stillness of the Wind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A Quiet Game of Life and Loss. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Let me read you the first few paragraphs. One by one, everyone left the once bustling village for the city. Everyone except Talma. Now approaching the end of her days, she maintains a simple, solitary way of life, surviving, subsisting, tending to her homestead and her goats. Mm -hmm. Develop your own personal routine as you care for your farm and your animals. Tend to your goats, make cheese with their milk, collect eggs and cook meals, grow vegetables and barter with the traveling merchant, who brings increasingly disturbing letters from your family in the city. A follow-up to the critically acclaimed Where the Goats Are. The stillness of the wind is a quiet rumination on life and loss. I know what you're going to say. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> this sounds like a Sam game. Through <laughs> it and through. Sound like a Sam game.
0: Sounds a little bit like uh, Farmville. No, not Farmville. It sounds a little bit like
1: Stardew, Stardew Valley. Valley. Yeah, But with, ver- with much sadness. Right.
0: Right. Crossed with florentine florence florence (laughs) available now on ios for 4.99 i look
1: forward to finding where the goats are and what life and loss really means to everyone Mm -hmm. yes yes (laughs) that that too (laughs) before we go do you have a thing of the week
0: sam you shared a video with me earlier in the week there is a new monster factory hmm uh this
1: most recent one
0: (laughs) might be up there as one of the one of the best (laughs) yeah i
1: believe it's for a game for a
0: cricket game (laughs) (laughs) the most recent episode is titled monster factory jim captain cool johnman's don bradman cricket 14 (laughs) which is apparently a cricket simulator but with also bonkers character
1: generator so yeah I was watching a little bit of it and I was wondering why a cricket game needs so much customization for a character. Now we all know and love the usual Monster Factory goofs. Like, how
0: stupid can you make your character? But what I think is delightful about this episode is that they also have no idea what the game is. So watching them trying to unpick what the hell cricket is, is absolutely brilliant. That adds another layer of comedy on already something that's pretty funny so this works very well and then they try and play cricket oh it's they choose wicket keeper as the position it's like what the hell is this it is very good that is 28 minutes of your time well spent
1: i was i was halfway through watching it this morning Yep, keep on going it's pretty good <laughs> i'll definitely check it out i'll definitely finish it up um, my thing of the week is a little game that has hit the scene called Apex Legends. I have been telling you about this because lots of people have been playing it. So on Monday, or in the beginning of the week, wherever this week may, may be, um, uh, a company called Respawn, Respawn, who are creators of Titanfall and Titanfall 2... Oh, you jump into the butts the butts of giant robots? The butts, bums, the bots, bots, butts, <laughs> bums, bums bots. of the bots, right? Or or fannies, depending on the robot. Um, <laughs> or the orientation? <laughs> the front or back? Anyway, carry so, on. So respawn announced on Monday. Well, they announced over the weekend that they have an announcement on Monday that they're gonna they're gonna announce a new battle royale game on monday
0: ah, right because every game studio in the world has to release a battle royale game of course my understanding of the current state of the world
1: yes you have to it's the uh, it's it's the way it's what the kids are playing these days and so people expected them to announce a game saying like oh you know this game is going to be available in the summer or like late 2019 but when respawn announced it they're like oh yeah this game is going to go live right now on the day of Always mm. oh, like Beyonce dropping an album with no notice, or when Apple used to make announcements about their phones. Yeah, and so people got to play it on that day, and uh, I got to play it that day as well. And it's pretty amazing. It's a uh, it's a really nice take on battle royale.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, of course, I'm skeptical because PUBG mm-hmm. rules everything else rules, and people have said that about all of the other pubg clones that have come out like oh this is so much better than pubg and then they kind of fade away like if you if you recall the stisjg segment from a while ago cod blops
1: what happened to cod blops where I where cod blops at yeah cod blops i mean i still think it's a it's a great game but it's just way too difficult like people drop instantly and especially for a game where you know you're you're taking your time and you're getting set up to do that after like a long wait in the lobby um and then mm-hmm. you know playing with your team and then you just drop instantly without good communication it's just kind of frustrating right um so i think apex legends takes a little bit of that into consideration like it actually you need to kind of work to kill your people so it's, it's more like Fortnite in that way where you, you have to kind of load them up with with bullets before they, they drop down, but then even if they drop, like there are lots of opportunities for you to recover. right. Mm. And so oh, I, I just think the dynamics are a little bit better. And there's just like lots of really cool little things that they peppered in that I feel you know a proper game company uh, known to make these little quality of life improvements and that that really shows through like being able to communicate without talking. Is like one of the best things about this game. Mm. You can just point to something, and if you have the ping button, you ping it, and it says it contextually, like "Hey, here's ammo for you," or like "Hey, you know, we should go this way." Right? Um, it's really. Uh, cool. That's nice touch. Yes. Yeah.
0: the whole racist teenagers screaming in your headset. Totally. Problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it allows you to not use your mic at all and be able to talk to your teammates, uh, who might be random people um really effectively you can even thank them so like if someone drops a bullets for you it says press h to thank them and then it says thank you in game
0: <laughs> well i look forward to checking in with you in future to see how apex twins legends is going
1: <laughs> yeah we'll see how it goes i'm kind of looking forward to it but you know like like anything else there could be one thing that kind of turns me off about it and i'll never play it again <laughs> and you do stream it sometimes i do yeah i think we're gonna try and stream it uh during the weekend we'll put a link to the twitch channel mm. in show notes in the show notes
0: and that is our show we shall be playing that game about goats
1: what's it stillness in the life of wind wait the stillness of the wind i hope i don't cry i'm i feel like i'm gonna cry with this game oh, God. okay did you, did you cry at florence <laughs> Uh no, not at Florence.
0: I only cried in rage.
1: (laughs) Follow us on Instagram at seven days to play. Find us on Spotify, seven days to play. Don't email us. Seven days to play.